the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us His Word so that we might speak it to one another. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, if you were here at the beginning when we uh, asked the question, the, the question that I asked was this. I asked everybody to take out their phones and to open up their texting uh, apparatus on there, their texting app. And I, I, I said, what was the last text that you sent? And, um, uh, you know, I tried to kind of um, orchestrate this in a way that I would have a really good one. Um, didn't work out. Um, but, but the one, the last text that I sent it was still um, not too bad. It, it was um, just thanks. And I sent it to uh, Laura Hessemer, who's a, a resident here, after I, I texted her and said, hey, please make sure that everything is locked up upstairs. Um, and uh, she uh, sent back and, and um, she said yes. And I said thanks. And um, uh, we were good from there. And thanks isn't a bad last text to have sent. Um, if, if that was going to be the last text of my life, then, um, you know, thanks is not a bad one. Um, uh, but if you look all through all of your texting conversations, um, and if I look through all of mine, you know, you, you, eventually you might stumble upon something there that uh, you don't necessarily feel is, well, maybe that great of a text. Maybe you were talking about somebody else, or maybe you just said something that wasn't so nice, or whatever it was. Um, and and the, the interesting thing there is that um, our language in, in our text, we understand that that says something about us. It, it, it says something about who we are, and, um, you know, uh, it, it says something um, either sometimes positive or, or sometimes it, it even says something negative about ourselves. And as much as we try to manage our personality and manage how we look to the rest of the world, a lot of times we can fail in that. And when we fail in that, that gives us an experience of sin. Because sin is, is simply a failure for us to live up to who we are in God, to live up to our baptismal identity, to live up to our identity that we have uh, someday when we are resurrected and, and completely sin-free human beings. And uh, all of the... the texts today, all of our biblical texts today, have to do with words, have to do with how people are using words, have to do with how uh, our words somehow impact other people and how they even impact ourselves. And um, as you look at those things, uh, there's this interesting website that's called uh, Last Night's Text, Um, and I don't necessarily recommend that you go to it. it, it, it's not exactly super pious, um, uh, but you can it, you can actually look. People have chosen to uh, send in texts from last night, and you can even narrow it down by area code. And uh, so I was looking at Tallahassee's texts from last night, um, and they're interesting um, uh, and, and not necessarily shareable in this environment. And so when those texts get sent out, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, what do those texts say about you? What do those texts really kind of mean about who you are? And that's maybe a question that this father from our gospel reading asked himself when Jesus responded very strongly 
to something that I'm sure he, he probably just kind of stumbled into. And when Jesus brings, when this man's, this father brings his son to Jesus, he, he first brings him to the disciples. And it's kind of interesting the, the way that um, Mark sets this scene up, that uh, Jesus is, is uh, coming back into the scene. And, and there into the scene, what he sees is there's this whole big group of people that are arguing with one another. And they're probably pointing fingers and they're probably using some language that is... Well, maybe a little bit unsavory, maybe a little bit sarcastic, maybe a little bit jaded. And they're using this language amongst one another and things are getting heated. You can tell that. And Jesus walks in and he's like, what on earth are you guys talking about? And the father says, well, I I brought my son to be healed by these stooges that you call disciples and they can't do it. And the disciples are kind of kicking in the dirt going, yeah, well... Later on, they'll ask Jesus, why couldn't we do it? Jesus gives them a response that I'm sure that they probably didn't like either. And Jesus says, oh, you faithless generation. How long do I have to live with you? You Jesus right now, if you put this in its context, Jesus understanding where he's going. Jesus is going, just please get me to the cross so that I don't have to deal with these people. And so then he starts to ask questions. Okay, what's going on? What's happening? How long has this been happening to your little boy? Um, And things like that. And the father says, if you can heal him, please do that. And at first that sort of sounds maybe a little bit humble, like, you know, if you can, please, Lord, do this. And Jesus responds very, very strongly. And he says, if I can? Do you know who you're talking to? I'm the Son of God. I'm Jesus. If I can. Oh. And the reason Jesus is so frustrated with that is that it reveals this man's internal lack of faith. He's going up to Jesus with kind of a, well, maybe. Going up to Jesus with a, Well, maybe this will work, maybe not, Uh, but it's still worth asking him. So, uh, Jesus, if you can, you know, can you please heal my boy? And Jesus responds strongly, saying, this is not the kind of faith that is present in the people that I heal. And if you look at Jesus' record all throughout when he heals people, he heals people with faith. He heals people when they have trust in him. He heals people that are not like, Jesus, well, if you can. He heals people that say, Jesus, I need healing and I know you can. And so I wonder sometimes how that then applies to our life and how that applies to our use of language. And sometimes when we're praying to God and we're saying, well, Jesus, if you can, I wonder if he's responding strongly to that from heaven saying, if I can, did you not read Mark? (laughs) 
And I think we do that in, in a way that uh, we think is humble and we think is pious, but uh, a lot of times, well, maybe it isn't quite so much. And maybe deep down inside, the way that we are using our language, and maybe the, even more particularly, the way that we're not using our language, reveals something about our faith. I was talking in the kids' sermon about the whole difference between it's okay and I forgive you. And and it's such a huge difference if you actually think about it. So if I walk up to Garrett and I punch him in the face and I say, hey, Garrett, I'm sorry. And Garrett says, it's okay. I get to hit Garrett again. Because it's okay. Right? It's okay. Uh, Do it again. Other cheek, right? But if Garrett says, I forgive you, it it brings across a sort of much different message. It's a message that uh, says, I see that there is wrong done here. There's blood trickling down my nose. I, I see that this is not actually okay. That this is a problem between us, and I have to resolve that problem in some way, shape, or form. And here's how I'm going to resolve that problem. I'm not going to hit you in the face. Instead, what I'm going to do is I am going to choose by the act of my will to forgive you. There's a massive difference there. Simply between it's okay and I forgive you. There's also a massive difference. I remember when I was working, uh, while I was at seminary, I worked at a catering facility, and uh, I was a, a manager for a room. I've mentioned this before. It's uh, the, the best job title I've ever had, party captain. I'm hoping I get that job title back again in the resurrection. (laughs) And I I met this guy, this guy named Manoah, which I thought was interesting because it's a biblical figure. Look it up. Um, And and I said to him, hey, how are you doing? He was a new guy with us. And um, just how are you doing? And, And right away, Manoah said, blessed. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. And sometimes people can use that in kind of the, oh, look at me. But he he was just like, bless. That's it. And I was like, that's really interesting. That reveals something of his character. And my response to that would be like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. But blessed, blessed brings something out there. And and the more and more we we begin to grapple with our use of language, the more and more we begin to see what's revealed in us. And so how are you using your language? Are you using a language in a way that is, well, negative? And I understand that, too, because when uh, before I was a party captain, I was a bartender. In undergrad, and as a bartender, I I did not have the cleanest of mouths. And and I began to see kind of the way that 
using those words over and over again began to affect the, the outlook that I had on life. And so are you kind of talking like a sailor? And if you are, what does that say about you? What does that say about what's really deep down inside you? Not just kind of this image that you're trying to present, but as you look at it, can you turn that around and say, okay, I'm dropping the F-bomb 15 times in an hour. What does that say about what's inside here? Or what does it say if you're not using certain words? What does it say if you are so afraid of somebody finding out that you even could know who this Jesus guy is? That you go, uh, well, I can't say Jesus, can't say Christ. Uh, maybe prayer. Prayer might be okay as long as I make it seem like I'm a Muslim. Um, Is there a tinge of that in us? And I know that there is in me at times where I'm afraid to use certain language that should be kind of okay, but I'm afraid that it might out me as a Christian. And if that's the case, then what does that say about you in this moment? Where does that bring you to? Well, where it brings you is at the foot of this cross. Because everything in us, including our use of language, needs to be renewed, needs to be restored, needs to be forgiven, needs to have a second chance. And God loved us so much that he didn't just send his son to die on the cross for us. Uh, he, He sent his word. The Gospel of John calls Jesus the word of God. And there's something identifiable about that for us, that Jesus is the word, that Jesus is the thing that is in our mouths, the thing that tells us who we are. And so when we let go of the word out of our mouth, when we read his scriptures, when we say things like, I forgive you, when we say things like, I'm going to pray for you because I realize that this is a very difficult time in your life. When we say all of that stuff, we are engaging that word that died for us on the cross and we are engaging him instead of our own words, which we get messed up all the time. But his word. We know is reliable. His word. We know is love. His word says something about who we are. And if we're using his word, we know that it's because his spirit is dwelling inside of us. If we're using his word, we know that it's because his baptismal power is working inside of our bodies. And we know that he will have the last word, the last text in our lives we don't reject his word that the last thing said about us will be you are forgiven in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit he has the last word and it's a great 
and powerful word that we don't need to wait until our funerals to use, but we can begin to use today. Amen.